podcast is ready. I, oh. threw, I threw in a stretch in there wait, while I was at it. Wait, wait, you. This is a thing now. This is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a while. Hey, Malika. It's, it's been, been a, a while. while. Yeah, I'm here to hang out with you guys and maybe also add to the conversation. Hope you guys didn't miss me too badly. If you didn't miss me that at all, that's okay. <laughs> well, okay. There we go. That's welcome back. I'm, you're forgiven. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm welcome looking back, at you Malika. through the camera. You're forgiven. Happy Thursday, everybody. <laughs> we have an exciting day filled with all sorts of good shit. Wait, this morning. I already heard the music, <coughs> the video game I've been waiting oh. for my entire life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you will be playing that. You know, why don't you run them through why this is so important to you? Uh, and for those who don't know, um, I was getting the stream ready for tonight. And because I downloaded Malika, the collector's edition. Oh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Because I was like, you know what? Malika might appreciate the art book and the... Uh, and the theme and everything. So it auto-installed the theme on the PlayStation. So just being on the PlayStation home menu, the Final Sa- Fantasy VII. It gave me chills. It gave me feels. And Malika comes down. She's like, <laughs> That's the reaction you want, though, isn't it? It means yeah, definitely. a lot to me. It yeah. means a lot to me. Yeah. Like the whole Final Fantasy franchise means so much to me because it's so amazing and so good. And every time um, another Final Fantasy game comes out, even if it's a little disappointing, okay, I'm not a big fan of light, uh, even if it's just like a little bit disappointing, I still feel like, what did I do to deserve these gifts, you know? <laughs> so tonight, after we get done with our Cowboy Bebop finale, the movie and the final episodes, Malika's going to hop on Final Fantasy VII, the oh, remake. Oh, hell. What do you, what do you, what are you doing? It, it looks like clutter. No, it... There. Okay. No, that's better. It looks more tidy. <sighs> Clean. Clean. Was that decoration? Yeah, it's a D&D bag and some I don't think it reads as decoration. I think it reads as clutter. Okay. All right. Um, Malika, what do you want to talk about today? Just go ahead. Um, so there's this personality test that's been kind of around for a while, but mm-hmm. it kind of been started to retrend um, this weekend, and it's the personality test on the open psychometrics. I thought she was going to finish talking about the schedule since that's what we Webster. had prompted and we were going through the schedule. Oh, well, you asked me what I wanted to talk about, <laughs> so I'll just shut up now. Whoa. Guys, things are going great here. Week four, Camp Social Distance. Yeah, I have some beef jerky. You talk about what you want to talk about, and don't ask me some kind of fake leading question. I'm going to eat some beef jerky over in my corner. Welcome back to Camp <laughs> Social Distance here. Today we have all sorts of exciting things planned. Not just the Final Fantasy VII Remake that Malika will be playing tonight. We'll be finishing Cowboy Bebop, and we'll be playing the game Clickbait, where the audience will be voting uh, for who can make the best ad for a very random thing, like we'll roll dice and we'll have to create an ad out of the letters on the dice, and the chat will be voting for who has the best ad. Interesting. And uh, and then Malika's going to be making some jazzed up ramen. Jazzed up ramen. Your instant ramen doesn't need to be sad. It could be jazzy. And happy. There you the, go. The dog is suddenly a saint. Oh, look. Look who wants some jerky. Mm-hmm. We've got, we got Kaiju a new bed. 
that he refuses to use. Because <laughs> we were like, you know, maybe Kaiju, maybe Kaiju would appreciate being able to spend the day down here with us. He seems really lonely. He's just been yeah. sleeping on the couch upstairs. So we got him a bed and everything, and he won't sleep on it, and he what won't if, lay on what it. What if we throw beef jerky on it? See what happens. See what happens. Go for All it. Right, so, all right, Kaiju can. Here we go. You got it? Throw mm-hmm. the beef jerky yep, on there. ready. See if you can even hit it. I have good aim. And he <laughs> will come right back. <laughs> what of you? He'll show you that butthole, and then he'll come right back for more jerky. Like it owes your money. Yep. And uh, okay, there I'm back. Yep, yep, predictable. There you go. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so we'll be finishing Cowboy Bebop. It is week three. We'll be doing the movie, and then we'll be finishing the last, I think, three episodes of the show. And then tomorrow we'll be capping things off with Blade Runner, The Final Cut, which Woo-hoo! is on Netflix. That's right. So very excited about that. We also have new choices for next Thursday, since we'll be done with Cowboy Bebop. And uh, these are Lucas's picks. Why didn't this update on my document? Oh, never mind. It's on there. Okay. So for next week's movies, we've got Ali, Fear Eats the Soul, Breathless, and Belle de Jour. And these are all available on the Criterion channel. We, uh, we talked about how we were going to start doing Criterion for at least a week. If you sign up, you have the trial period for two weeks. It's highly, highly worth it. There's some mm-hmm. amazing movies mm-hmm. on there. Well, you know, one thing we wanted to try today that we haven't really done before is, like, why don't we watch the trailers mm-hmm. to see how we're hyped about it and, it's true. and show the audience kind of, like, what's up. Uh, you can see, as of right now, Ollie is uh, in the lead. Mm. Uh, do you want to watch that trailer first? Sure. Okay, let's see if we can make this work today. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what happens. Go for it. Willst du noch ein Bier? Natürlich. Zwei Bier. Guten Tag. Mm, guten Tag. Ich habe geheiratet. Du hast... Nanda. Gleich vier Ausländer hat sie in der Wohnung. Vier. Da muss man ja Angst um sein eigenes Leben haben. <laughs> Nowadays, that TV was just burst. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I think um, very much a movie about xenophobia mm-hmm. and... Uh, and love. And love. Yeah. Between cultures and age and... Yeah. And, and an older woman mm-hmm. and a younger man. I, I, um, I had asked Zach, Zach prior to uh, starting. I was like, oh, has Lucas seen all of these movies? I think that's what's so fun about us picking movies that we either have seen or have not seen. Like yeah. every movie I chose, I think, mm-hmm. I have not seen. No, except for Eight and a Half. Um, but I feel like uh, the, our movie choices give us really fun insight into just like what our passions are and what we Lucas love. Lucas loves doing. older women, and he yeah. wants us to understand uh, what that's like for him. I feel like I just set Lucas up for oh uh, just derailment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's probably watching going, that motherfucker. You can learn a lot about Lucas from his picks. Speaking of, what's the next one? Uh, Breathless. I was hoping Belle de Jour was the next <laughs> one you had on there. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, you want to see? You guys want to see the trailer for Breathless? Sure. Okay. All right, let's go for it. I'm learning a lot about Lucas right now. He really likes Europe. Jean-Luc Godard's first film. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's interesting, it was copied a lot here in uh, the United States after it came out, but when he made it, he said that it was an homage to his favorite movies in America in the 50s. Hmm. <laughs> it's one of the first films to use jump cuts to yeah. progress a story. Great pickup lines. Not a great pickup line. Hey, man, you got a little something on your coat there, bud. God damn. Okay. You don't learn too much about the movie from that. Uh, either of those trailers, you don't learn no, much no, about uh, the movie. No, the other one was more helpful. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that movie is I, I think the two plot hours of looking at somebody's neck. Well, I, think the, I think the plot of <laughs> Breathless is that the guy is pretending to love the woman so he has a place to live. Mm -hmm. oh. mm, interesting. So that was like that little bit of... You know, she gets out of the car, and the second she's out of range, Fuck he off. starts I like, could ah! see, I yeah. could see that as the plot of the first one, too. If you told me that, I'd be like, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Wow, you don't believe in – you can't believe that that's just love? No, I think love is very complex. <laughs> and next – I don't Lucas feel like we pick. need to watch a movie when it comes to figuring out <laughs> you guys. <laughs> and next, uh, we Belle have de Belle du Jour. Belle du Jour. Veux-tu que je te dise un secret, Séverine Je t'aime chaque jour davantage. Un jour, il fallait que je vous voie sans votre mari, naturellement. Chez Anaïs, 11 cité Jean de Saumur. Ok. This is one of my favorite movies, by the way. It's amazing. Vous êtes ici chez vous. J'ai toute prête à vous aider. Quand voudriez-vous commencer? Vous êtes gentille et fraîche. C'est le genre qui plaît ici. Si vous vous appeliez Belle de Jour. Oui, si vous voulez. Vous avez quelqu'un qui vous aime tant? Un petit ami? Un petit mari? C'est une nouveauté. Je crois qu'elle vous plaira beaucoup. Faut pas la brusquer. Okay, 
Damn, cool. that looks like very intense. It's yeah. so good. It's really good. So what's uh, the premise of that? She is a housewife who decides to become a prostitute in the day. And I think overall the movie is about uh, women reclaiming their power. And, uh, and that's her journey that she goes on. And it's really powerful. Um, and when you compare it to a movie like even Twin Peaks last night, which had a lot of nu- nudity kind of in your face, I don't think there's any like rated R type nudity in that entire film. I and mean, we saw it. I feel like we saw most of it in the trailer. And it's all from behind, you know, the back and things yeah. like that. Uh, but the movie uh, is probably even harder to watch at times because of how just well it's directed and how it exudes this sexuality in so many ways. Uh, funny story about that one. I, uh, I went through a, a period in like 2010 or 11 where uh, I wasn't getting much freelance work. It was like the winter months. And I decided I'm going to watch a Criterion movie every day and write a kind of like paper on Facebook about each one that I watch. Do you know, like so many people go through that. Sure. Uh, And it was just a way to like keep me watching. I was like, well, if I tell myself publicly and I tell other friends that I'm going to do this, it'll force me to do it every day. And it was Facebook, so I was like, you know, whatever. I only had people on Facebook who I was friends with at that time. So it wasn't very many, many people, mainly friends that also made films. So mm-hmm. I was like, this will be a fun way for, like, whatever, and then we'll talk about the movie afterwards and everybody will share. Um, and the day I watched that movie and wrote my page-long thing, I went to a UCB show that night, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the Facebook show mm-hmm. with Paul Shear, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jason Manzukis. And Rob Lyle. <laughs> and uh, they called me up on stage and dove into my Facebook profile and read out loud my <laughs> page-long synopsis of, uh, of Belle du Jour and then spent an hour making fun of me. It was great. It was a good, solid memory. Really? Really yeah, solid yeah. memory. Why, why making fun? Well, because... Uh, Such a stereotype of an L.A. person. Exactly. Yeah, like, like a cartoon oh, character. Oh, mm. I bet you're a filmmaker or wannabe filmmaker, mm-hmm. huh? It's like, yeah. And I realized the second they called me up there, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. You're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of material. Yeah. Because I've been talking about nothing but Criterion movies. And when you take someone else's critique of a Criterion movie that's meant for their other film friends and you read it out loud to an audience at UCB, you're like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy really likes himself. Yep. Uh, no, it was great. I had a good time. I knew what I was in for when I yeah. went to the Facebook show. I don't. I thought it was amazing. Uh, and also being made fun of by Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis is like one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> so I am cool with it. Uh, Very okay with that. Well, if you guys want to decide, if those trailers help you decide what movie you want to watch, you can go to oneshot.straylogic.com, use the hashtags, and uh, support whatever movie you want to watch next Thursday. Boom! And Lucas will be uh, zooming in to join us. So whichever one we awesome. pick, he'll be joining us to talk about why he likes the movies. As so he much. should. As he should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. I I'm mean, so pumped for next week. Yeah. We've got Fallen Angels, which mm-hmm. I've never seen, yep. but I'm such a huge Wong Kar Wai fan. I will talk about Wong Kar Wai the whole movie. Yeah. And uh, w- I can't wait to share that with you all. And then we've got... Uh, Dogtooth. Dogtooth, which... I'm a huge fan of that director. Yorgos Lanthimos. Have you seen Dogtooth? No, that's oh, why That's so why I picked pumped. it, yeah. That's going to be awesome. And then we have The Lure, which none of us have seen. Yep. No, I found out, I did a little bit more research. It's like 
A weird version of Hans Christian Andersen, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> In oh. a strip club. <laughs> well, you know, she got the trade <laughs> her. Let me contextualize this for it's you. My, if The Little Mermaid were two sisters that had a pact to get a voice, to have a band, to lure men, but the men is actually King Triton, but he's also the head of another band, kind of like that. Okay. Mm. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it's going to be really cool. Uh, and then whatever wins today. And tomorrow, Side each riding. of us are going to pick Our, one. Yeah, it's oh, Criterion, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. we got our second each chance. Each of us will pick one. What's and up? What are you looking at my hands for? What, what do you I'm want? I'm thinking about cheating. Cheating? I'm thinking about cheating. Like duplicating one? No, I'm thinking about cheating because Parasite hits Criterion in a couple months. So you're going to choose it for tomorrow because it's on Hulu? But it hit Hulu, <laughs> so it's going to be my Criterion pick. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm thinking if I can get away with it. <laughs> I mean, okay. who's gonna stop you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When is when 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 does anyone ever object to you? And when do you ever All listen to those objections? Never. Exactly. <laughs> See what I mean? I Kaiju, mean, what do you want? Uh, Should I eat my fingers. The the dog objects us all the time. Right. I mean. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, please do continue to support. Uh, this has been really fun hanging out with you all every single day. We don't have any guests today, but we have all sorts of fun stuff to talk I, about. I, I feel like, like Malika's a guest. guest. Oh, you're the guest Hi. today. Be our guest. Be our guest. I don't know the rest of the song. So what else do we have on the docket for today that we can talk about with our wonderful, lovely family of thumpers? Nothing. No, I'm kidding. Okay, Didn't cool. you have Later. some stuff that you wanted to bring up? <laughs> yeah. You haven't so been here for a while. I wanted to talk to you guys about a few things. Um, one was maybe it would be fun to go over this uh, open psychometrics personality <laughs> you, he test. Heard, he heard you switch to him. He heard it. No, he heard the crinkling. Uh, yeah. I, touched, I touched a plastic bag. Tuck, that was my touched fault. Touched the scandos. Uh, of that, and he was like, time for a treat, right? Yeah. Now he's right here. He's like, treat? You son treat? of a bitch. That was my fault. Look at his like, sad puppy eyes. That's your fault, Zach. Look at those sad puppy eyes. <coughs> it doesn't work on me. Anyways, yeah, it's been <laughs> trending and it's been a lot of fun. I always take personality type tests with a like, grain of salt. It's more for fun for me, like reading my horoscope. Mm. Sometimes I read all the horoscopes and I pick the one that I like the most. Anyways, so I, I need you guys' help because most of my matches, I have not seen these shows or movies and I have like no idea uh, if this is a good match for me or a good representation, I know you also posted yours. I Apparently, posted mine. You're I'm Neo, Neo, and I was that's like, your number one. Yeah, my number one is Neo. I'm like, I'm not gonna argue this. This is this was the best personality test I've taken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what? I mean, what personality type does Neo have? You know, stoic, cool, <laughs> badass motherfucker, badass, the one. You know, I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, very intellectual. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yours, here, let, well, let's just talk about here? everybody's top five. Okay. So for Zach, we have one, Neo. Mm-hmm. Hey, Adam. And even cooler is my number two. Even cooler is my number two. You got, you got about five minutes if you want to do this one <laughs> with us. All right. So number one, we have Neo for Zach. Number two, we have Ellen Ripley from Alien. That's pretty cool. So it's 86% Neo, 85% Ellen Ripley. I'll take that. And then number three, we have... Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, that that looks like it. Oh, Kurt. For number three, we have Michael Lee from The Wire. Mm. I don't know who that is. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Can you tell me about him? Uh... 
We should just watch The Wire together. Okay. All right. And number four, there's Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Not a GOT fan. So I don't. I don't, I don't know, know what that means who either. Arya Stark is. Uh, number five is Remus Lupin. I don't know who that is. I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice guy. A little bit of a pushover. Hmm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> six we fuck, have <laughs> Saeed Jara from I Lost. I will take Saeed from Lost. Saeed was one of my favorite characters. Okay. At least it's not Jack. Oh. Number seven is Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. I, I, I mean, do you really need to watch The Hunger Games to get it? Like, badass girl with a bow. Okay, cool. Right? Uh, number eight, Peggy Olsen from Mad Men. Number nine, Black Widow. I'll take it. Oh, it's so tortured. <laughs> and then number ten, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. But the next one's pretty good. You got Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Gamora. Still 81%. Trinity. 81%. You're, you're vibing with the Matrix, I think. Uh, the one that upset me the most is that Boomer from Battlestar Galactica was 79%, not higher. But I'll take it. You know, whatever. Well, you got Hawkeye, which I, I, did. I was uh, is quite good. And then Daryl Dixon. You're Daryl. Oh, my gosh. I go see that. Okay. 80%, you know. Um, and Carol and Kima, Desmond, and Sharon Boomer. But what, what are yours? What are mine? Okay, this is why I need your help chat room, because I don't know any of these people. All right. <laughs> uh, so number one is Raj from The Big Bang Theory. Uh, I don't know anything about Big Bang Theory. I don't either. Except for Sheldon and that, like, Soft kitty, warm kitty, I little ball know. of fur. Okay. I don't that, even know. I, I know that like song. Uh, number two, I have Luna Lovegood. She's kind of the, um, her and also Kaylee from Firefly, which is my number eight. They have the same personality type. It's just like, what are you talking about? And you exist somewhere on another dimension. Like your mind's. Oh, so this makes total sense. Yeah. So. <laughs> Number three is uh, Hugo from Lost. Hurley. Yeah. Who is who is this Hurley? Hurley was the 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 you know the the big guy. Hurley. Yeah, but big guy is not personality type. Okay. Everyone loved Hurley. Okay, that's good. I would like to be lovable. Um, number four, we have Willow, and I've not seen Buffy the ba- Vampire Slayer, and I feel like our audience, everybody has. So please Willow, explain Willow to me. Willow tries really hard to be a cool artist. Okay. <laughs> But my favorite, my my favorite is my number five, which is Uncle Iroh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got the Oracle in the Matrix. Um, number seven is Arthur Weasley. <clears throat> my number eight is Kaylee Fry. Frey? I don't remember. Uh, and then Samuel Tarley from Game of Thrones. And number ten is Albus Dumbledore. <clears throat> so what I'm getting from this is I'm a wise leader that nobody understands. Hmm. Hmm? Hmm? Fitting for me, CEO Malika? <laughs> so, Adam, looks like you've got some results here. It's very, it's like a list of characters who, cherry picking, I know some of them. Jake Sisko from Star Trek D Space Nine, no clue. Yeah, that's how I. Neo from The Matrix is my number two, and it was your number one. Yeah, so I don't know what that says about you and Isaac. Well, isn't it great? You're, you're, you're 78%. Yeah. So Yours is like 95, isn't it? My or 78% were uh, like Zuko from oh, Avatar. Okay. Well, I don't have anything over 80%. Oh, interesting. Yeah. My number three is Lucius Fox. Okay. That makes pretty much sense. Pretty good sense. Jim Halpert from The Office. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that John Krasinski's character? Yeah, yeah everybody yeah, okay. loves him. Yeah, yeah, Jim's great. Benjamin Sisko. Mm-hmm. 
the other half of the Cisco brother, Glenn Ree from Walking Dead. I forget which character was Glenn. Glenn was the yeah. he died. Uh, spoiler shit. Uh, uh, the Korean pizza delivery boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was like the one who knew all the city paths. Wait, who's in Invincible? Who's gonna be in Invincible? Is he? Yeah, he's playing Invincible. Right? Really? What? Um, what's that actor's name? It's Stephen Wing. Yeah, he's he's this gonna guy. be invincible. Ah. He's invincible. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the yeah. animated series. Yeah. That's awesome. I, either animated or live action. I can't remember. Yeah, Steve Wynn or something. Um, Flynn White from Breaking. Which character was Flynn? Flynn Hold from on. Breaking Bad. Oh, he's oh, the son. oh, it, he's the oh, son. the son, the son. Okay, I was thinking yeah. of the. Uh, no, that didn't even help me. Uh, Morpheus. Okay, that's cool. pretty cool. I got Neo and Morpheus. Arthur Weasley, which is the brother, older brother. Uh, Miles O'Brien. I don't know these Star Trek references. Hoban Washburn. I never saw. Well, I oh, Washburn. Yeah. I, I never finished Firefly. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. Controversial. Me either. Lester Freeman. I like Dale Firefly. Cooper from Twin Peaks. Hey, Agent Cooper. Yeah. Agent yeah. Cooper. Arthur from uh, Inception. Which okay. Um, Yatsia Dax from Deep Space Nine. Don't know. There's a bunch of Star Trek characters. I don't know these. Nog. You must be Mulder. a Trekkie and not know it. Mulder apparently. Charlie what Young from the what West Wing. I think's Wing. really interesting about your list. And Bruce Banner is my number twenty. As you have nothing over eighty yeah. percent, but you have a really a tight, ton of 70s. tight pattern in the mid seventies. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're a lot like a lot of those characters, you're, but nothing yeah. like really jumps you out of yeah. front. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Skywalker is in there too. That's good. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, everybody's been taking this test and sharing it on social media. How, how do you feel, my two neos, that your your boss is the Oracle? <laughs> It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, stop speaking in riddles. Just spit it out. <laughs> what, do you, well, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm going to make you cookies. You can also break it down by the universe. Mm-hmm. Oh. And my number one is Bruce Banner. For the MCU, number one is Bruce Banner. Two is Black Panther. Three mm-hmm. is Tony Stark. Four is Nick Fury. Five is Hawkeye. Then Peter Quill, Black Widow, Peggy Carter, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange. Damn, Captain America didn't even make it in my top ten. That's uh, okay. But it's interesting. My top three, Bruce Banner, Black Panther, and Tony Stark. Am I really that smart when it comes to tech? I don't know. Personality, mm. not skills. Mm. No. <laughs> mm. Mm. Personal. And this is based off of what, like 400 people? Okay, so you can yeah. volunteer to, if you really know a, uh, if, if you're a big fan of a system or a show, you can volunteer to help them keep refining their stats. Yeah, so maybe mm. if uh, I so take this test again, it might I be did different. that for Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. So I answered a bunch of <laughs> oh my questions God. about Battlestar. And now I knew what you did all weekend. <laughs> no, it only took 20 minutes. I was on the, I was on the toilet. Uh, toilet time. It's, That's why it's you're in there for so out, long. It's time outside of time. It's toilet time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> time Cowboy, stops. Cowboy Bebop, I'm Spike. Woo! O- only 68% though. <laughs> nice. I didn't check out the whole. Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't go by universe. I might have to go yeah. back there and no, do it again. That's pretty cool that it does that. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of neat. I and mean, I like that it's kind of group resourcing mm-hmm. everyone's knowledge of their favorite fandoms mm-hmm. to help yeah. refine. Crowdsourcing, yeah. yeah. I'm 65% Will Turner. Jesus. It's like my numbers are like really fucking low on all these characters. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I guess you're less of a cartoon character. I guess. Or it might mean that you're more like. Well, like I said, you have a lot in the '70s. So, yeah. You know, you have a lot of. You have did a lot you of not? Things. It probably means you're more level. Yeah. Did you and not you slide any anything like very to the left or the right? Because the way you um, take the not, test, not completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to go all the way to one well, side I mean, or the other? No, it depends on how yeah. much you feel. Yeah. Like you a, know? I feel like a lot. Not a lot, but I think a lot. 
well, I think a good majority of them were like 70 to 80, 30 to 20. Yeah. And, and let's not act like it's entertaining to write very balanced characters in media. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're, yeah. it's more fun to write off-balance characters. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like if you're taking personality tests like that that puts you towards characters. Yeah. You know. It is fun, though. Like, it definitely was fun. Damn, Obi-Wan Kenobi 71. Fuck. Um this is this is definitely fun. I would like to do it again. Yeah. And maybe like take a little bit more time to really like. Mm-hmm. What do I? How do I really feel about this? Because well, some of them I was just like, ah, this is kind of. Well, some what people I think. have been photoshopping like their the little profile pictures of all the people that they matched with mm. as like a little like mosaic, kind yeah. of like last year when people were um, like doing a mosaic of like their be- their most popular pictures, like their top ten of mm-hmm. Instagram for mm-hmm. the last oh, year. Oh yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. But they've been doing the characters. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that's super fun. It's super fun. Yeah. Uh, what, was, didn't you have some other things? Yeah, some I had else, some right? other stuff. Yeah. Uh, some more like not as fun stuff maybe. Less like. I don't know about that. Okay. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know so about that. I, I don't know. Every day with this pandemic going on, it's just become more and more surreal. So yesterday I got a phone call and on my phone it just says spam risk. And I, I feel like you are the only person I know that picks up those yes, calls. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I makes will never, you know I, all the neos now. are like fuck now. that. That's the matrix. Me, I'm like, hmm. I'm I'm open minded to exploring the possibility here. So I answer the phone. I answer the phone almost all the time. I think because of voicemail, especially visual voicemail, people are like, it'll go to visual voicemail. Yeah. Um, I'll read it and see if it's like worth my time. Maybe I'll totally. answer in the middle or I'll call back or they'll call back if it is, if it's that important, but I love answering the phone for some reason. Maybe something my grandma instilled in me. So I answered the phone. It said spam risk and there was like a little robo caller and it said, um, would you like to be added in the middle of a call, uh, with our state council ma- member like David Ryu? Uh, about like the COVID-19 pandemic and resources for the local community. And I was like, okay. And I was like, press one. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And it was really awkward because I was in the middle of the conversation because I think they must, there's some kind of directory. I think maybe it's your voter registration. Probably. That they're going down the list and they're like, oh, you live in this person's district. Mm. And so I, I opted in. And then also if you wanted to ask the speaker a question, you could hit to record the question it would send to them and they would kind of get to it. It was just very interesting. Um, and uh, basically one of the things that the tail end of what he said was you can find all my information on my website. I'm like, great. So I don't have to sit here and like listen (laughs) to the information, but I think it's really good for people who don't have access to the internet, who aren't as tech savvy, who can't like constantly follow the news, that kind of thing. Um, And I found out that there are now a lot of kind of local government agencies to use ours as an example to help people navigate the resources that are coming out from um, state, federal, and private organizations um, about, you know, do I have to pay my rent? You know, how to get the small business loan. Um, Basically, the PPE loan, it's, some people are calling it a grant. Mm -hmm. Basically, you have to go to a bank to apply for it, and then the government will... um, what do you call it uh, when you pardon something? They will pay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness. Oh. You get loan forgiveness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's a word and it starts with R and it's a finance word and the chat one will remember before I do. Um, but basically, yeah, basically forgive it and um, 
re- or reimburse, maybe I'm thinking. Anyways, uh, but that's been very challenging to find. And I will give you guys a, a little quick tip as a small business person. Um, if you think you may be eligible, um, the time to act is now. Actually, the time to act was last like last week. Um, it's very hard to get a loan from a bank that you're not a part of already. I had a call around a few banks. One of the banks told me you had to have been a customer um, February 14th or earlier. Um, but there are some banks that are accepting uh, new kind of new customers to open this loan that would be eligible for this kind of loan forgiveness from the government. And on Fridays, a uh, very important fact, that loan then opens up to freelancers and kind of sole proprietors. But they're so they're already anticipating that there won't be anything the, left. I, I'm 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 guessing there's not going to be enough. Yeah, they've already been yeah. saying that it's like it's dried out mm-hmm. for signups, uh, but the money hasn't been distributed yet. Yeah. And I know as of today, Democrats uh, were trying to push more, and McConnell was pushing back and saying the money hasn't even been distributed yeah. yet, and you're already asking for more. Yep. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's all moving so fast. Yep. It's a huge mess, and the banks don't know how to communicate with the government, yep. and the government doesn't know how to distribute, and, like, people are worried about people taking advantage of the system and all this stuff. And this is the information that we got from our bank where we do our business banking, which was the government only gives a certain allotment to each bank, and so they kind of ran out of their allotment, even mm. though we've been a longtime customer for over, like, four yeah. years. They had a wow. very small allotment yeah. because we – participated at a smaller bank yeah so they had a very small allotment so i i ended up finding a a bigger national bank to make an application and hopefully that will go through but they even told me on the phone that they are lesser priority we are lesser priority than uh those who are already customers yeah Yeah. so chances are slim for us and Mm -hmm. uh it's crazy because you know we're again you try to do everything by the book. You try to be as official and responsible as possible. And I feel like so often we get punished for being as by the book as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, often it's people with much more resources that are able to take advantage of yeah. the system. And it's like, but the need. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. The need. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been dealing with some of those kinds of things, navigating that. I know we've talked about you know, rent, that kind of thing. And it, it's hard. Like people are trying there. There's a lot of mixed messaging. Mm-hmm. At first, I felt like it was about the virus itself and how it was transmitted and, and symptoms and things like that. But it was very clear you need to stay inside and wash your hands. Um, and then now with the government and it's it's very unclear. And like, is Twitter a source of reliable information enough? You know, just things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe one thing that you guys can do is to look at your local city council members, like websites and stuff to see if they can, uh, direct you to some more information. I was actually very surprised and impressed, uh, for our council members kind of resources on his website for yeah. those of you who are trying to navigate this as well. Yeah. Indeed. And yeah. you gotta, you well. gotta do it now. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. I saw somebody post something the other day, um, I saw somebody post something the other day that I thought was really interesting. And it was like, never have I seen a country that pays taxes feel more guilt for getting something back from those taxes they pay. Yeah. And like, we've been kind of taught as a culture 
that we should feel guilty for ever using the system that we pay heavily into. into you right. Know. You know, like we support through. So <laughs> I, I Isn't know, that the whole point? <laughs> yeah, I know as a freelance artist, like I'm still getting like I'm still getting screwed by oh, taxes. I'm still paying. I'm paying yeah. them. And, yeah. you know, like I've been just destroyed from a tax standpoint. So I feel no guilt yeah. from being like, well, I mean, you've taken everything I have, mm-hmm. you know, like I need to at least get something back for I, all that we're paying into it. I think the reason why we feel this way, or at least the way I personally feel that way is because we see how underfunded schools are and other like kind of public yeah. good services in the United States. Well, I mean, you feel that way because it's been class warfare mm-hmm. on it. I mean, People at the top have convinced people at the bottom to not enact on the systems that are supposed to be there to protect them, and it is a form of class warfare. It's, it's, it's made to make people not exhaust those systems, and anytime you look at those systems and you see people are, at one way, shape, or form, businesses at a much higher level are profiting off of these kinds of things, it's just like, yeah, it, it's like culturally, we've convinced all, most of the people who will argue against these systems are the people who need them the most. Yeah. 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 And who could actually benefit the most from them. So uh, this press release that came out, I think the day before yesterday, basically there is an eviction ban, rent freeze, and rent and mortgage forgiveness among legislation proposed by the city council. So that is stuff they're currently pushing mm-hmm. for in the city council. Uh, yeah, and I know, is, you know, I we'll know see that what happens. Uh, we had people coming to us and saying we're not going to pay rent, and but unfortunately, our unit is owned by someone else. Like it just got bought out recently, um, so we don't know if we're going to go that route yet or not, and try to push for that. But I know most of the people in this complex have stopped paying rent, and they're just wow. they're just not. That's a lot it. of money, right? Yeah, that's a lot um, of money. But yeah. one of the individuals who lives in this complex is. Uh, works in finance and was like, there's no reason we should be paying rent. Uh, the person who owns this complex is getting a ton of money of, through mortgage relief. And if we pay them now, they're just making double off of us because they're being like forgiven on their mortgages right now. And if we pay them, they're just profiting off our suffering and mm-hmm. not being able to make money. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up though, like feeling like we're not supposed to get help though, because I feel like paying rent is like, I'm supposed like what I'm supposed to do as like a good citizen, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm supposed to go vote. I'm supposed to pay rent. I'm supposed to floss my teeth, you know, like, and it does feel like, like, how could you not do how, it? How could you not do it? Does yeah. like the, wouldn't the world stop working? So it does feel like weird and strange and very uncomfortable. When I first heard about this PPE loan, um, this p- paycheck, per- perfect, bleh, paycheck protection, um, loan, basically, it's it's for employers who don't lay off anybody during this time right. to incentivize people keeping their jobs, right? right? Because now that people are stay at home and you're working from home, some jobs you can't do working from and, home. And the reason you know? they're doing that is because giving business, small businesses a $10,000 check is technically cheaper than what it's going to do to the unemployment system, which, which is, the is highest, already the highest yeah. it's been since the Great Depression. So. Yeah you know, unemployment is expensive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have multiple employees that you have to fire because of this, or you can get a $10,000 check from the government, you know, in the long run, it is cheaper for the federal government to give you that forgiveness to keep people on board than to send people to unemployment. Yep. Yep. It's wild. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot of stuff. Lots of crazy things going on. Jesus. What a world. 
Uh, what a world. I, I did some. I did see someone post that they just got a notification that we're on lockdown until the thirtieth. I think that's been, been the for case a while. for a while. It's been for a yeah. while. For a while. Yeah. For a hot minute. Yeah. Um, I found another thing that might be interesting mm-hmm. to uh talk about, and then you can queue up the rest. I, kn- I know you have some headlines you want to talk about. Is seeing our businesses. When I say our businesses, businesses that I like to patronize. Um, figure out delivery and other services. Like, for example, Civis Pharmacy is now not only delivering um, prescriptions, which they've mm-hmm. always kind of done. They're doing free, like, one- to two-day shipping, plus everything that you would get from CVS, like drinks mm-hmm. and snacks and things like that. And I, I think it's very interesting. I also just experienced for the first time same-day delivery from Best Buy, which they canceled, refunded the delivery money, and then brought it back the next day. So like businesses must be hurting a lot though because yeah. like well they they have to yeah, adapt but they have yeah. to adapt and I think you know the reality of this situation is no matter what the federal government tells you if the restrictions are lifted on April thirtieth if every single person just goes just back opened to work, up their doors oh and high fived everybody in a month we're gonna be right, right back, back where on we are. Yeah. yeah and somebody in leadership. It very clearly will not be our president, but someone in leadership is going to have to step forward and say, here's how we move forward as a country, yeah. because until there's a vaccine, we can't just go back to normal. Yeah. And we until just that vaccine can't. is made in enough quantities right. and distributed. Yeah. And gets out yeah. or yep. enough people have immunity. Like mm-hmm. It's just there has to be a plan in place. And just saying the doors open up and everyone goes back to normal life, it's, yeah. it's not going yeah. to happen. I mean, and I think a lot of businesses, though leadership is not telling you that, mm-hmm. a lot of people who own these giant companies, they're not stupid. Mm-hmm. And they have their own internal research that's telling them, like, well, that's very clearly not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So they're having to put systems in place now yeah. to protect them six months from right. now. Right. And when this is all said and done with, a year from now, I believe – so many things are going to work mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. So many companies are going to rise up through this and have developed new ways of working, uh, new work from home techniques will yep. have been developed. Yep. Um, well, that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, how do you think this will change our future forever? And already, like, how has your thinking pattern changed for, for around just buying anything besides mm-hmm. groceries and medicine, right? Yeah. Like, we still need other stuff to, like, keep carrying yeah. on with our lives mm-hmm. and because amazon which had become this giant and it was it was kind of scary it was becoming a monopoly everybody yeah. was just ordering everything off of amazon i was doing it too it's so convenient uh now when i want something that's considered non-essential like the strings broke on my guitar and i want to restring my guitar um you know when you go on to amazon it not being delivered for a month or so mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of like, hey, you know, maybe this is yeah, good. I had, to, I had to order an HDMI cable today, mm-hmm. and it's not going to get here until the middle of May, and it's just, and it's a prime HDMI cable. Yeah, so they're they're crumbling. And internally. so, but it might be good though because maybe you know, it will kind of spread the shopping to other mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to think about it, like, oh man, like if I'm really jonesing for like music supplies like maybe i should call up some of these like local yeah. stores mm-hmm. and like you know like a guitar center yeah or, or yeah. even like a smaller yeah. like down the street like family like take guitar lessons yeah. and buy your equipment here kind of place um but even then like they're not open and and the, these smaller businesses even have less resources to figure out how they're going to adapt to that right like how can they do touchless delivery of yeah you know, that kind of there material. Was an article that came out today about how the world's going to have to change out of this pandemic. It came out in the New York Times. I did not get a chance to read all of it because I don't have a New York Times subscription. But um, 
you know, the, some of the tweets from New York Times talking about the article were mentioning how, you know, after the Spanish flu, these are things that had to change. And what kind of stuff will change out of this in America? Will mm-hmm. we finally have universal health care because we realize it's a necessity to keep from destroying the economy? You know, yeah. like if this happens again and people don't have the access they need, because the amount of people that are going to get COVID-19 that are uninsured that's going to be a huge detriment to the economy as mm-hmm. well, not just people losing their jobs. You know, will people finally get high-speed internet? Because if everyone has to start working from home, but you don't have access to internet, which is a lot of the rural parts of this country, yeah. we have one of the worst infrastructures for internet yeah. in the world, especially yeah. for a first-world country. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what kinds of things, legislation-wise, will people finally be like, okay? And we know now that you cannot use the excuse how do we pay for it? Right. Yeah. This excuse that keeps being used over right. and over again, the government of like, oh, we'll never be able to afford that. How do we yeah. pay for it? How yeah. do we pay for it? Yeah. It's like, well, if we've learned anything from this, if you want it done, <laughs> just figure you can it just out. Make it, it fucking happen. Yeah. 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 Figure it out. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you know, like what you were talking about earlier, I mean, my family, th- th- my, my mom is very much like she's online. She's yeah. got Instagram mm-hmm. and all sure. this shit. But even for her, it's like, okay, cool. Instead of like going to the store, I'm now, she's now using Prime Fresh. Mm -hmm. She's using Instacart. I think we're going to see a lot more people who are going to start embracing those types of systems. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see once, once we are at a place where we can go out into the world and live some, what of a normal existence to see, will things be as crowded as they were? Or will they be less like a Sunday night at a Trader Joe's is usually packed. Yeah. yeah. Is that going to still be the case? Are people going to or start ordering more to sort of like limit how much they have, how much contact with the outside world they have to have? Well, I, I hate to bring this up, but I know, you know, there's just knowing the size of our audience. I know there are some people who may have been dealing with this or have mm-hmm. thought about this. Um, there was a young man who had taken his life and his family said, that he couldn't get through the social isolation, the social distancing, because he lived on his own. He, he was already bipolar, mm-hmm. already dealing with a lot of stuff, health concerns, that kind of thing. But he would push himself to go out every day and to talk to people. And once everybody he had to kind of go inside and quarantine, um, that was just kind of the, the thing that put him over the edge. And, and, you know, we haven't talked about that that much. Mm-hmm. And I think we're psychologists and society are still understanding like how important it is to have like human connection and sunshine and walking around in big places like that. And so, um, you you know, I think there are going to be some people who they feel young, they feel healthy, they, they know they already had it or they feel like, well, I probably had it. You know, what was that thing that gave Mm -hmm. me the flu a couple weeks ago? And they're going to go out because it's driving them crazy to be, you know, at home and it's not, it's not healthy. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy. So I, I, do think there's going to be a substantial now even sure it's different for us because we're in los angeles the Mm -hmm. second biggest city in america but even when we're driving on the weekend to like go for that one grocery store run or the one time i went to get my asthma inhaler you know essential stuff like that there are still cars you know and and you were wondering like how many of those are people just like i'm staying safe in my car just but like trying to get outside right 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 yeah yeah i mean i mean even for me you know we've been doing this for four weeks now and leaving the house last weekend i didn't realize until i left the house and was walking around pasadena how desperately my body needed that yeah Mm -hmm. because sometimes like we get so wrapped up in everything that's happening we're like okay we got to stay away from people stay away from people don't go near anybody and then you go outside and you take a walk and you're like 
I can't. I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no possible way that I could be stuck indoors for months and months and months without ever leaving we're outside. Not yeah. no, we're, we're not meant to. No, we're not meant to. We're social and, and, creatures. Like, we're not, we're not to the point yet where we absolutely 100% cannot leave our house. Right yeah. now, it's like only leave for essential things. But like, if you can and you live in a place where it's open enough that mm-hmm. you can go out for a walk, get up. Look, go I, for a walk. I've never been a person to like seek social interaction. Yeah. That's not like a part of who I am. But one of the reasons I had a hard time living in Seattle was I know I'm the type of person that will lock myself away inside for weeks on end to get work done. Mm. But when I choose, when I'm like, okay, I need it. It's I, I got to get outside. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Seattle, it was always like, all right, shit, I'm going crazy. Time to get out. Oh, it's raining. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's part of why L.A. works really well for me is it like any given time that I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like I've been inside for two weeks. I got to get out. Malika, let's, let's go do something. Usually it's absolutely stunning outside. Yeah. And there's an opportunity <clears> for that. Like I recognize that I as a person don't necessarily need that social contact. But it gets to me eventually, mm-hmm. and I got to get the fuck out of the house and, mm-hmm. and get some sunshine and just see different things. Yeah. You know, I, I think travel. Just sit and look at a fucking tree, yeah. well, like, honestly. You know, like it's, it, it keeps your brain moving <clears throat> yeah. and active. I, I feel like as people, we need to see new things, mm-hmm. and we need to be experiencing new things to keep your brain active. Yeah. And I feel like if you get locked into a certain routine a little too much, you know, it's almost like atrophy a little bit. You just. Oh, I feel like the gears in my brain rust. Yeah, Yeah. like time just starts moving so fast. And you're just like, I'm not experiencing anything new. Yeah, And I feel experiencing new things is really important. Travel is really important. And I think travel industry is going to have to be completely redefined after that. Yeah. You know, like uh, airlines are going to go under. Yeah. And, -hmm. and, um, you know, vacation type places are going to go under. But then also like... How do we travel in a world that now recognizes how easy it is for a pandemic to strike? Right. And what kind of restrictions and what kind of safety goes into place? And, and how do we, you know, continue to do that? Yeah. And I know, like, airlines are notoriously known for being not upkept to a certain standard. Yeah. And so, like... They now, haven't been helpful. Right. And now, yeah. now I'm very curious, like, how is even that one particular thing of flying going to be affected, you know? Yeah. Like, what sort of precautions and what sort of things are we going to have to do now to planes... Planes, trains, and automobiles, literally, uh, to make people feel safe when they travel. Like, I take the train to San Diego all the time. I honestly actually don't even know if Amtrak is running right now. They probably are not. I don't know. But, you know, you think that when you're going to travel, okay, cool, I'm going to go. I'm going to sit for three hours. But, like, you literally don't know who was sitting there. Mm -hmm. And that person who was sitting there before you doesn't may not even know that they're sick and have something and spread it, you know? So, yeah, I think because of now how we recognize how quickly something like this can spread. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think travel industry is going to be hugely affected. I think the way in which, like how we travel when we go to other places, you know, I know now normally if you go somewhere, sometimes you have to get a shot or you have to take something. Now, like, is it going to be like a mandated thing that before you travel, you always have to get something before you go? Right. It's going to be really interesting to see. Um, I think, I mean, just to piggyback on that, I think the most interesting part will be state to state. We've That's always kind too. of been a country yeah. that as long as you're within our borders, it's all open. Yeah. It's completely open yeah. and you just go. And uh, I think there will be. Well, California is. Uh, we don't want to talk about <laughs> anti-vaccine, but. <laughs> well, no, I yeah, honestly, no I honestly saw yeah. today and this is the shit that scares me. Yeah. Someone that I haven't talked to in a long time on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. I saw a post where they were like um, talking about how. 
uh, Fauci said, like, this fight's not going to end until a vaccine is made. Yeah. And this individual and a bunch of their friends were commenting that this is how the government will end up controlling us. They're going to put us all on vaccines mm, that mm. limit our abilities. And this is all just a hoax to eventually just create a vaccine that we all have to take. And that's how they'll control us as a population. And it's just like such an like this is an equilibrium. I, I, I mean, it's like there there are ways that countries yeah. are trying to manipulate you, but it's not that behind the scenes. It's like right in front of you. Yeah, it's like out in the open. <laughs> you know, it's not like and then they just continued in that thread to like uh, diss Bill Gates and talk about like, you know, uh, how he owns um virus patents and vaccines and it's just clearly he's manipulating the world order to create viruses that kill people so he can get profit off vaccines and all this stuff and i'm just like i slamming my fucking head into a desk you know of just like this is dangerous you're like that filter franco tweet that i saw dangerous it's so so fucking scary that to know there are a shit ton of people like that who will be like i'm not going to take a vaccine when you have asymptomatic symptoms that can spread it to like immune compromised people like weeks kill people and, yeah, it's and kill killing them. people like, yeah. You're, yeah. you're like you're like this missile that's just going out into the world you know or like <laughs> just spreading you know yeah. and you refuse to get a vaccine because they'll mind control you and just like I, I yeah i i um i love being a californian i really consider mm-hmm. myself a californian but um unfortunately you know uh, you know, the government and also schools are lax in comparison to some yeah. of the other places that I, I've lived in the past mm-hmm. about having vaccines. Uh, and that is um, very disturbing for me. And it's all sorts of reasons, religious, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it's tough. Conspiracy it's tough. theory, I, I, like all sorts of things. I find it hard to believe in science and participate in all of the wonderful things that we have yeah. that keep us alive for so long, despite how unhealthy we are yeah. as people. Yeah. You know, like science has allowed us to continue prospering despite how terrible yeah. we are to our bodies. Yeah. Uh, but then like take all that and, and take all the advantages of all this tech has given us, but and, and science, but then turn around and be like, well, this is where I stop believing in science mm-hmm. and just say no. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like whenever, whenever I like think about that, my question is like, do you want polio to come back? Mm-hmm. That's in our recent memory. Yeah. You know, we had a president with that. Do you want that for our future generations? Do you want that for your family? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's very upsetting for me. Um and yet I, I know some of those people. No, yeah, I yeah. said it was on my yeah. Facebook feed. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do I do? You know, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's one of the things like, what, what can you do? You know, yeah. like what, what can you say? If someone has already made up their mind, the, the uphill battle of trying to convince them otherwise is so steep. And it's like, it how much and time do I have? The, the thing that like that Philip DeFranco uh, tweet is like, the information is there yeah. for you if you want it. But so is the false information. For sure. People profit off false information. They yeah. profit off clicks. <clears throat> and the best way to get clicks is to make outrageous claims and, and to just – that's the world we've created. Mm-hmm. We're so desperate for money and we're so desperate for attention. We'll do anything for a click. Yeah. And that shit spreads. Ignorance yeah. is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. And, yes, the factual information is available, but – there's 10 times more unfactual available. And I understand that people don't have time. And and, and I mean this with no disrespect, sure. but I know there's there's been times you've told me something. I'm like, I don't know. Let's look into that deeper. 
because sometimes you'll hear these things from play, from other people, and you're just like, oh. And then eventually, you're like, wait, how did this get spread around? Yeah. Where did this start? Where did this start? <clears throat> and you know, but not everyone has 20 minutes to dedicate to find out. Sure. Where did where? this come yeah. from? Yeah. yeah, yeah, And why do we think it? Mm-hmm. You know, why do people believe that yeah. 5G is giving people COVID-19? Oh, well, yeah. You know, Britain, like, they're like uh, tearing down tearing cell down phone towers, towers yeah. and, and shit like, like that. that. And then celebrities are like, and doctors have to take time away from fighting right. to save our lives to go on radio shows and saying, Correct no, misinformation. no, yeah. no, <laughs> no, there is yeah. nothing scientifically that, that, like even aligns with this this is just people trying to make sense of something that's hard to make sense of that right. we're fragile and that pandemics happen you know like it, it makes me sad yeah it's really really tough you know and <clears throat> even when we do uh like when we talk about a lot of the topics in here you know some of the stuff that we talk about if i find it it's usually coming f- it's usually like th- like three people removed from where i found it. so it's like cool if i find it on variety they source it to something else i go to the source there they source from the, you know it's like you got to really try to find where did this thing come from to get the full spectrum of information? Because sometimes, yeah, sometimes people will throw something in there and it completely like misleads. Yeah. We see it all the time in entertainment, in movie news. Oh, gosh, All yeah. the fucking Superhero time. Superhero movie news. All Ooh, the time. Well, you have that uh, friend who will um, kind of troll the news by putting like false like reviews. Oh, yeah, Ben Meckler. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's one of my heroes. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. I mean, that's like... He gets printed in almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, he's I, doing a valuable service because he's proving to us yes. how important it is that you check your sources. Mm-hmm. Yep. He posts every single time a publication yep. shares one of his tweets, and it's just like calling them out publicly. Yeah. Like, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. 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 I just literally got a notification right now that our neighbors in Universal Studios are keeping the park closed until May 31st now. Wow. Um, so. uh, we don't have too much time, yeah. but a uh, quick kind of like headline thing. So the Game Developers Conference, a conference for all the people in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, near and dear to my heart, happens every March in San Francisco. It was postponed. And then I just got this email uh, yesterday that they ha- are doing a GDC summer in August. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, please be virtual. Please be virtual. Please be virtual. And it's in the Moscone Center mm-hmm. in San Francisco. And I'm like, what? Yikes. So all these other conventions that we're kind of, you know, crossing our fingers for. I, I, I don't know why, though. Um, like, how, how can they happen this summer? I think you know? a lot of people th- assume that by July... For no reason at all. I don't know who. Is there has some been saying, science here? Maybe some scientists help us out. I don't know out. who's been no, going out I mean, there and saying they're like, "You'll be fine in July." There, there is some science behind it, mm-hmm. but we're a long way from understanding. Yeah, it, you know. Well, and it's exactly what you said earlier, though. On July first, we're not going to open the doors and everyone's going to run out. Yeah, like, right. that's not how it's going to work. Right. So I yeah. don't know, like, why people are getting so excited about conventions in the summer, like Comic Con. Just postpone the fucking thing. Well, I. I heard, and I don't know if this is true, not necessarily verified, yeah. but I heard little rumors blizzing um, of com- from convention organizer type people that they're waiting on the city to cancel it sure. so that the vendors aren't like, oh, you have to refund my money. That, w- that wasn't my choice. I didn't choose right. to cancel. I get it. So, like, there's some navigating with yeah. that stuff. Yeah, which, like, I get I get that when all these events are put on, it's, it's not just one person saying, like, we're closing this. Mm-hmm. It's a whole mess of people who have to like make all these decisions 
together and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine that San Diego would want that responsibility of we'll host the thing. And then mm-hmm. people go there and all of a sudden you find out that like 5,000 yeah. people got yep. sick. No, and I, I see people in the chat still talking about the ridiculousness of the 5G comment. And when that first started <clears throat> spreading around, they were using Africa as an example of proving that it was the 5G thing. Like, I hate this anecdotal bullshit that people use and trying to convince people of these crazy things like, mm-hmm. well, what about? Oh, but, you know, it's not really spreading around Africa and they don't have 5G there. And it's like, well, it's because it hasn't gotten there yet and they have very little testing mm-hmm. sure enough testing starts hitting africa and lo and behold covid19 is there yeah i think something that's been really detrimental to understanding this disease and for people who watch the media is they think te- the numbers reflect the reality mm-hmm. the numbers are who's been tested yeah yeah and that is such a gross misrepresentation of how it's far it's spread. Yeah, because it could be three people less because... Yeah, hardly anyone's us. been tested yeah. throughout the world. When you look at the grand population of the world, lots of countries have not been tested. And that's why you're not seeing numbers show up for those countries. Not mm-hmm. because it hasn't got there and nobody's yeah. sick. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's pretty reasonable to say that there isn't a place in the world right now, aside from maybe, I don't know... I don't know. I'm sure there is, but I think the majority of the world has in some way spread this somewhere. Yeah. So to think that like, oh, this country is immune to it. Like, no, it's not. It's not. It really isn't. Well, I like that we did call out in the first week. If you start following the guidelines and you start practicing social distancing, right. you're going to see numbers drop. And then you're going to see people in the media who have a political spin on things try to tell you that those lower numbers mean that it's all bullshit. And you can right. call that out ahead of time. But in reality, you know, it's because flattening the curve scientifically helps start lowering the projections. We told everyone in the first week we started doing this, like, you know, that's going to happen. And sure enough, a lot of people are doing that now. Mm -hmm. See, projections are lower. Ball, ball. This is all made into a big deal. It's overreaction. It's like, no, it's because they've been shutting down entire cities. People have not left their houses. Can you imagine? I mean, the best example to me, the best fucking example is the difference between Los Angeles and New York City. Yeah. L.A. shut down. Two weeks earlier. Yeah, almost like immediately. Yeah, and it made a world of difference. And, you know, I know L.A. is still going to get hit hard. Yeah. And they're still worried about it. And they know it's still going to spread. But overall, you can see in real time differences between two major cities mm-hmm. that have a lot of people coming in and out. And, you know, it's... It's a hub. Yeah, it's a hub. Yeah. 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 So, um... We are going to be switching upstairs. Malika is going to be making some jazzed up ramen. Yeah, Ooh. jazz up your instants, Jeff. So we're doing instant. It's there's a quarantine going on. You, just, you, what, no, you, I know. I'm going to make fresh ramen well, what noodles I'm saying is for instant, you. Instant's been like sold out everywhere. No, we got some instant. Okay. We got <laughs> hey, some. If you instant. need some chicken, I got some chicken in the fridge. No, no, no. no. Wait, we're gonna do some ground pork. It's gonna mm, be great with some spinach. We're gonna okay, jazz it up. Okay. A little soy sauce eggs. It'll be delicious. Oh my god! I'm but it's so gonna still be instant noodles. <laughs> that's okay. I'm, now I'm very curious how that's gonna give you two hours of content. Oh, because the instant noodles are made like instantly. <laughs> it's instant ramen. No, no, no. The soy sauce egg takes four and a half hours at least. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we'll be okay. It's mostly sitting time. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, well, Just watch and find out. Watch yeah. and find, find out. Thank out. you guys so much for joining us today. Don't go anywhere. Go nowhere. Stay right here. I'm looking at you. Don't you dare leave. We'll be right back.